Welcome to the Marvel Universe. This is the Countdown to Infinity. Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Almost Nerdy. I'm Shalom. I'm Courtney. We're the Happy Hipsters, and on today's episode, we are discussing Ant Man. Ant Man. <laughs> Not your ant voice. <laughs> That's my ant voice. <laughs> so, so excited for this movie because it's kind of like a break from the intensity of Ultron. Yeah, and th- and then we go right into Civil War, so it's like a nice, <laughs> like little laugh break. Yeah, yeah. Before we get serious again. <laughs> Yeah, but but I'm I'm kind of like I'm like we've always told us all sometimes we're like this is a laid back one and we end up having intense conversations so so that's could, true <laughs> not be a break <laughs> not really a break get ready for a deep episode get ready <laughs> deep dive deep dive okay so let's dive into two sentence summary yay it's our favorite game our favorite so basically we have two sentences to summarize this movie. Mm-hmm. And we post it on the underscore happy underscore hipsters on Instagram. That's where you can find us. That's where we live. That's where we and chill. I just want to thank everybody who's been like DMing us mm-hmm. about the movies and about That's the podcast. Awesome. It's just yeah. been awesome. I love having conversation with you guys. Mm-hmm. It's It's been great. It's, it's just so been great. Fun. It's so much fun. I love hearing the different perspectives yeah. that people have about the movies. And, and even like sometimes even how our episodes have had an impact on how they think about movies. Yeah. And I think that's something that we we are so passionate about and we love it when you guys share that. It gives us like that that purpose to keep going and and yeah, we love it. Yeah, we definitely love it. Mm-hmm. We are actually starting to talk about doing an almost nerdy crew bonus episode. Yeah. So, we'll talk about things that people DM us about mm-hmm. and just like little things like that. It would be like a little snippet, maybe like 15-20 minutes. Yeah. But just like if you ask us a question about what mm. we think or if you so want cool. us to clarify something or if you disagree, like, we want to know. Right, So right. DM us on Instagram. You can also email us, contact at happyhipsters.com. Mm-hmm. If you email us, we can read your question. You can send us a voice note and yep. we can put it in. We've got technology. We can do it. We got, we've got technology. We've got technology. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say that. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. No, I'm not. Okay, back to the game. Yeah. Two sentence summary. Vote on Instagram on Saturdays. We post them and we vote. Mm-hmm. Your votes count because that means whoever loses has to do dishes for the week. Has to do dishes. So don't make me do dishes because I hate doing them. I love doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does. It's weird. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you ready for my two sentence summary? Yep, let's do it. There's an old man who has a safe and he's gone for a week. Scott joins forces with this old man to break into some places and steal some ish. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> okay, here's my two sentence summary. So this guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who gets tricked into stealing a suit and then becomes a tiny man. And next thing he's like fighting crime and doing crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis inspired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Lewis definitely stole this movie he did he did he's so awesome I don't so want to awesome. jump into it too much because we still have to do the nerd meter the nerd meter okay today's nerd meter is one two 
I can name all scientific names of all the ants in the world. Wow. Yeah. So a 10 is I can name all of the scientific names of Wait, ants. Wait, so, so the fire ant, it doesn't, that's not the actual name. No, that's not its scientific name. That's oh. just its layman name. Whoa. All animals have scientific names. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So clearly I don't know any scientific <laughs> names. <laughs> but for the context of of the scale, I will say. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. Uh, for the, the sake context. of the of the movie, I would say that I know the scientific names and I also know the scientific names of the body parts. Wow. Yeah. I don't know that they really, besides like thorax, the, like, anthrax. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, not I'm just anthrax. spitballing here. <laughs> anthrax is a drug. Anthrax. That's not right. Thorax. <laughs> Abdomen. I don't remember. No, I'm just spitballing here. Like, you know, we could like give the legs a name. That's not a leg. It's like a, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even know. It sounds like, I don't know science. I don't know science. <laughs> don't make me do science. <laughs> So what number is that? That's an eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's an eight. How about so, you? So I would say that I know the scientific names mm. of like the most popular ants. Like like nothing mm. nothing like fancy. Mm. Like, you know, a carpenter ant. Like I know that's like a pretty common one. Wow. I know that one. Yeah. I know like names of like just common ones. Mm. Mm. I also would give this movie an eight. That's awesome. And I would We've say been that agreeing my, a lot yeah, recently. I would say that my major like justification for giving it an eight is although I thoroughly enjoyed this movie mm-hmm. and I think I do like a lot of things. I like that it's just a heist movie. Like it's mm. really it's it's like Ocean's Eight type of theme. Yeah, um, but it's not as like slick. It's not yeah, it's, it's not, not as slick, slick, but it's, it's like, funny. Yeah. But I will give a movie a ten if mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to watch this movie right now. Yeah. Like I will be sitting there and I'm just like, I need to watch that. I would say in the mm. Marvel Universe, I would say Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, Ant Man, the Captain America movies. Mm. I mm. will just be sitting there and be like, I need to put this movie on. Yeah. I need to watch this movie yeah. right now. Ant-Man but Ant Man doesn't. Re- Although Ant Man and Wasp, I really like that one. Yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, we. I don't know if I would put. The, I don't want to jump e- ahead. Either of them, I, I don't know if I would put either of them in that in that section. But yeah, you're right. Like for this one, I would say definitely. I it's not the movie that I like. I'm like, wow, let's just relax and lay back mm-hmm. and just watch Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I I've never seen anything like this where a movie serves just as an accessory movie mm-hmm. to the next step. So if you're if you're saying okay, well we want to build build up this thing, we're building up, we're counting down to infinity. Ant Man is an important step. But that's what it is. It's a step. You, it's yeah. not something that you're like, by itself, you can like just be like, bam, let's put it on. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Definitely an accessory movie. But I would argue that I really like that there is freedom within the Marvel Universe for characters to be their characters. Yes, yeah. they have to drive towards one mm-hmm. goal. But they allow them to really be themselves. So it's like, even Guardians of the Galaxy, I would argue, has its own tone. It's Mm -hmm. able to Mm -hmm. be its own entity. Ant-Man is able to be its own entity. And I think as we're moving forward through the universe, we're seeing more and more of that. Like, even even Mm Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, they Mm -hmm. all kind of have their own entity. Whereas I feel like the first first guys that we've seen are really closely tied together. Mm. You've got... 
Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, I feel mm. like those guys are like almost a package deal a little bit. Yeah. They kind of all have the same tone about their movies for the yeah. most part. Mm-hmm. But as we're moving forward, I feel like they felt that they could have the creative freedom mm. to be like, we can still bring all these guys together and have different tones going on. Yeah. As long as yeah. the tone of the co- of the movie that they come together mm. makes sense. And mm. and you see that in, in Captain America Civil War. We're mm. going to talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. You have all these, these characters coming together and their movies have different tones, but they yeah. still work. Yeah. So true. So true. They do a great job, like of just making them, and I like that they all have different directors. Mm, yes, so it's, it's I agree. a different person for each mm-hmm. for each movie, and I think it allows it allows for that to happen to make yeah. sure that hey, there's that distinct difference between each of the characters, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's amazing. Yeah, I really like that. So I have some things that I definitely want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to talk about our favorite ants. I want to talk about prison system in America. Mm-hmm. And I really want to talk about like the Pym versus Stark kind of rivalry there. Yeah. So yeah. Do you, where do you want to start? I think let's start with the ants. Yes. Because we love Anthony. Anthony. When I don't like to talk about when Anthony died. Yeah, we don't like that. I didn't like that part. Okay. So they really introduced four ants in this movie. Mm-hmm. We've got the crazy ants. The bullet ants, mm-hmm. the carpenter ants, those mm-hmm. are the flying ones, the carpenter right. ants, and the fire ants. Yeah. Which one was your favorite? I love the flying ones. Yeah, they're cool. Because Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's like, I'm going to name them. And <laughs> Hank is like, there are too many to name. We're <laughs> right. not doing that. And he's like, this is Anthony. <laughs> uh, I think that also really shows like the difference between Hank and and Scott. Mm. Just like mm. that interaction right there. There's mm. so many there are so many differences between yeah. Hank and Scott. Like they're yeah. just they're completely different. I think that what made Scott like such a step up from from Hank is that he had that hope about him. Like he mm. had that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that sense of wonder, that sense of wow, like just the childishness about him. Yeah. I I feel like Hank lost that when his wife died. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And also, he's just like, he's just a scientist. Like, he's just yeah. a scientist. Yeah. And even if you look at, at who Hank Pym was mm. in the comics, mm. he is definitely, like, darker. Mm. Like, he actually created Ultron. Wow. He wasn't even introduced yet, so, like, they couldn't follow that storyline. But, like, mm. he created Ultron wow. to show that he was the strongest Avenger because wow. he, felt, he felt like he wasn't. Yeah. So mm. he... <laughs> So he created Ultron and then like mm. Ultron took on a mind of his own. Mm. But mm. I just think that like, I do think that they really brought that to this character. Mm-hmm. I've I've never right. really been a huge fan of Hank Pym. Mm. I kind of think he's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's, he's kind a jerk. of a jerk. And yeah, and like in the comic books, he goes crazy, becomes Yellow Jacket. Mm. So it's like, it, he just is an interesting character he's kind of a dark character and i think that they wanted well first of all the marvel cinematic universe is Mm. really sticking more to the newer comics as opposed to the older comics Mm. pretty Mm. much everything after i think it's like the late 2000s they're Mm -hmm. pretty much all all the comics that they're pulling from are the newer ones not the older ones Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that they would have hank pym there but Mm. they wouldn't actually use him they would use ant-man 2 which mm. is scott lang mm. well I, th- I think scott i'm definitely 
Scott is the strongest of the Avengers. Like, I mean, to me, at least. Oh, he definitely uh, is. Mainly because the subatomic thing and the fact that now he can go in and out of it says a lot. And he goes outside know? of space and time when outside he goes subatomic. I was like, So what? it's kind of crazy because the fact that he can get small enough to get right inside a machine and just tear it up. Yeah. Just tear it apart. And I think yeah. that's, that's and pretty strong. awesome. Yeah. He's strong. He's I really actually strong. thought one of the most telling things was when... Scott was learning how to use the suit. Mm. Hank was like, you don't have weapons. You have these little disc things and you can grow things and you can Mm. shrink things, but you don't have weapons. You don't need it. Yeah. Because being shrunk to that size, you have such more power. You're Mm -hmm. more dense. You're more all this stuff. And I was like, wow, like he's actually really, really strong. And Hank also makes the the comment about about Stark. Mm. So Hank really harbors bitterness Mm. for tony from his conversations with howard stark actually Mm. because howard was trying to take his technology yeah and he did not want that because he knew how dangerous it was Mm -hmm. it's just dangerous right for someone else to have that so he really protected the secret Mm -hmm. and so he just didn't even trust iron man because Mm -hmm. he's like he's gonna be just like his dad like Mm -hmm. i don't trust him and i just find it yeah (laughs) (laughs) or worse or probably worse (laughs) um but yeah he doesn't trust him and he's Mm. like listen this is more technologically advanced than the iron man suit this is more than that and i just found that so crazy because it's like you're looking at it and you're like okay so he can like shrink and grow Mm -hmm. like okay whatever like iron man Mm. literally has like missiles and like all this Mm. stuff going on Mm. you would think Iron Man would be stronger but like yeah i agree right after seeing ant-man in some of the other movies you're Mm. like actually yeah. he's like he's like really strong he's really strong and i think i think and part of it like in civil war we talk about the civil war scene and there's like some one part where i'm like that's nonsense uh but <laughs> we will we'll, that to jump we'll, ahead we'll revisit that but definitely when i said he's the strongest to be honest my mind started racing and kind of going like i was like okay what about scarlet witch what about him? i'm like yeah like but this guy can get so small so small that like you can't see him you can't yeah. like he goes invisible and he can literally like just like terminate like like terminate <laughs> the falcon you without scene. you <laughs> right the falcon scene don't don't tell cap <laughs> because because i think that i think that like he's he's probably the most underestimated mm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i think definitely the strongest De- at least at least in my view well also i think with the choice of actor paul rudd i mean paul rudd mm. has literally never been in an action movie before never ever so it's like them choosing paul rudd who right. is known to be like all the movies he's been in at this point like he's like kind of doofy mm-hmm. he's kind of just like mm-hmm. that average i would say like that average white american male Mm -hmm. like just like not really in shape but not like big like you know like neither of those and it was interesting we were watching some of the behind the scenes for this movie and he's like i have never been so ripped in my entire life (laughs) (laughs) he spent eight months Mm. having to learn how to tumble how to do wire work how (laughs) to um yeah how to do parkour he had to learn light parkour Mm -hmm. and there was just just working out in general like Mm -hmm. because he was going to be running so much for this movie yeah he said that he was running the first day that he did the green screen stuff yeah they were filming the tub scene Mm. which was actually if you have this movie i definitely suggest that you watch the behind the scenes of this movie Mm because it's really really cool right how they did 
all the shrinking and growing and mm-hmm. what they had to conceptualize to make that work. Mm. But anyway, in the tub scene, they're literally pulling this mat on the ground and he's running as fast as he can to make him look <laughs> like he's running faster than he is. Wow. So like they're pulling the mat in one direction. He's running. So it's like it was just really, really cool. Yeah. And they're doing all this wire work. But anyway, he was like, I ran around for 10 minutes. I was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, being an action hero is so hard. <laughs> but yeah. I, but he's so good at it. He's he good at it. He so did a wow. great job. And, and I think that that's the thing that I love the most about Marvel is that they have this eye, this way. Like like Chris mm. Pratt is another example. Chris Pratt, example. another example. They, they have this eye like Parks for. Parks and Rex people. Right. Parks and Rex people. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and there is this way that they have to, to see that superheroes are normal people mm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like so so for me like i mean dc you know <laughs> um <laughs> i was gonna say dc aka losers but that, that, that's, that's not me. nice shalom yeah, I, I should not say that but they are <laughs> they're losers trying in their this best context. they're losing the the they're the mother in this context in this context but they're not losers they're good yeah. people <laughs> it doesn't change their value as a human being they don't but as DC loses <laughs> <laughs> because okay, okay. because <laughs> because that because they they were so stuck with with concepts of this is what a, a hero is like this is what like with the picking of Ben Affleck mm. which is probably one of the worst Batman picks I mean in my my time like I mean I I saw recently saw like a top ten and the other like Batman that they say were worse I don't know but in my lifetime. He's the worst, and I think that like they just went went so much like oh we saw him on on Daredevil, which also he did pretty badly on, and they just went like they just went like went for it. They just went for it. Marvel on the opposite side, they have this way of really thinking about like what does this really mm. look like, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what I really appreciated just seeing how they pick their characters, how they pick their villains, mm. all those things really came together nicely, and mm-hmm. yeah, like they they they're winning this race, you know, mm. so awesome. Yeah, I just realized that I never picked my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> We got so deep so fast. I never picked my aunt. We thought this was not going to be a deep episode, but we're already going <laughs> there. Happening. We're going there. Okay. Mm. To get back to my original question, I would pick the fire ants. The fire ants. Because oh. I really like that they build stuff. Mm. And I love, mm. I love the scene when they're going in through the... It's at the very end when they're breaking into Pym Industries and mm. they go through the water and he's yeah. on like the little raft of yeah. ants. <laughs> I cool. just really that like cool. that. And it, I think one of the coolest things is like when he's going down the pipe, mm. he leans back and the ants like grab him. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really like they really thought a lot of that stuff out where it's yeah. like the physics of it and mm. what it would look like. Mm. And even just like the idea of like controlling the ants, like mm. I, just, I just, and even the, the ability of the ants to collaborate, like yeah, that whole collaboration thing was just amazing. It was really neat. I really, really like that one. Yeah. I want to like the crazy ants just because I like the name, <laughs> right? But I don't. They never really explain what the crazy ants do. They're just like these are the crazy ants, and he's like, "You're not crazy." And then they all like dog pile on him. Oh, I, I think they just attack. I think they're probably like they just, just very, attack. I think so. I think. They, for me, I would imagine they're the ones that kind of like will like just swarm you and just like, and like just ah! take you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of 
we're talking about villains for a second there. Like, what do you think about about Dr. Cross, Yellow Jacket? Mm, Dr. Cross. I, and I'm going to touch this on this with my theme. I really think that he was someone who was hurt by his mentor. Mm, yeah. And just fell apart. Yeah. He fell apart. And you can tell, like, it's crazy because Hope is also kind of fell apart as well. Yeah. So there's that impact that... Um, but Hope didn't do something like evil. You yeah. Know? But this guy really like just got crazy. And one of the one of the things that he says that actually Dr. Cross asks uh, Hank, he says, why did you pick me? And he says, because I, I saw myself in you. And then he's like, then why did you push me away? And then he said, I saw too much of myself mm. in you. And I just was like, this guy, Hank, was so hurt that he started seeing this, all this negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it affected, it affected Cross. And Cross mm-hmm. made bad choices out of that. And so, but it doesn't negate the fact that there were bad choices. Yeah. There were bad choices. And, and, but you do then see kind of like the story behind, uh, he's not a complex villain. I would not say he's not a complex. He doesn't have a belief system. Yeah. He's just someone who's angry. Yeah. I think something that I always find really interesting is, and you see this in a lot of, like, superhero movies, mm. is just, like, the discovery of, like, new technology. Right. And when people are like, we can't use that technology, yeah. even though it exists, yeah, because of what it would mean on a world scale. Right. And I think you could almost bring that to, like, <laughs> the atomic bomb. Yes. I think you could, you could bring it there, mm. where it's, like... Okay, so now we have all these countries that have atomic bombs, mm-hmm. but it's like, what if we just never talked about it, mm-hmm. even though it was there? Because now we're just all sitting here pointing guns at each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that with mm-hmm. the Yellow Jacket program that he was putting together. Right. So it's like, okay, so now we have all these armies in the world that have these Yellow Jacket mm-hmm. armies, but right. you don't want to use them against each other because they're so powerful. They're just right. so incredibly powerful. Right. It's, it's so crazy because because I think I think yeah the whole concept of mutual destruction yes is yes. is insane it's insanity you yeah. know and and we can say all we want to say but it's it's a bad idea it's a really bad idea but there's that element of of being fearful of oh if we denuclearize what if they don't nu- yeah. denuclearize and which is like which is valid that's know? a valid and thing so, to be afraid of right and so it's like it's like. Having this fear of, oh, that country wants to wipe out that country, mm-hmm. you know, and that country wants to wipe out that country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that for them not to wipe out those people, we need to have the weapons to say, if you wipe out them, we will wipe, wipe you out. And, and yeah. so it becomes this whole, yeah. like, situation where everybody wants to wipe each other out. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's hard times that we live in right now where, like, there was a time when you were swords, so where you had to, like, like be on a horse, and you're like, yeah! Now it's just like, you're you're sitting on a chair, and you just press a button, and yeah, some quotes, and bam, you know, so, it's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely insane. I have to say, one of my other favorite things, though, about mm-hmm. this movie is, like, when we, when we did get to, like, the final fight scene, yeah. and Dr. Cross is wearing the yellow jacket outfit, yeah. I Which looks love, cool, by the way. Yeah, it it's pretty baller. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. That's a real. That's he probably has one of my favorite villain costumes. Mm, mm. We should do that in one of our Instagram villain stories. Yeah. Our favorite villain costumes. Yes. Yeah, we're thinking about putting in our Instagram stories some of like our favorite things, like mm. favorite superheroes, favorite villains, yeah. favorite costumes, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So 
I think that will be a lot of fun to do. And like, yeah. you guys will definitely be able to interact with that and yeah, mm. just add to the conversation. We love having it's conversation. Be so much fun. Um, but back to my story. What I really, really love about this movie is as we reach the climax, mm. the fight gets smaller. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how interesting of a concept is that? Where it's like, usually it, as the conflict increases, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. As we get to the end the fight is actually getting smaller we end up like on a little train set in (laughs) cassie's bedroom and i was just like isn't that like so neat that like this Mm -hmm. is a shrinking movie you Mm -hmm. know what this is a shrinking movie Mm -hmm. that's what it Mm is and i don't think we've really seen a shrinking movie since maybe like honey i shrunk the kids like movies like that (laughs) like back in when was that like the 80s 90s yeah so I think it was really exciting to see a mm. shrinking movie again, mm-hmm. but modernized. Yeah. And yeah. on that small scale, and it's just like, yeah. you know, when <laughs> it's so funny when they zoom back out, it's like intense fighting, intense fighting. And they zoom out and the then like tr- the, the train <laughs> just falls off the track. Yeah. Like he didn't even get hurt by it. It just falls yeah. off the track. <laughs> so it's just like, I just think that's so, so funny. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. really great. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I thought they did a phenomenal job just putting it together and, and hearing what he said about how they're shrinking and the growing, how they yeah. did that. I think it's so genius. So, yeah, like one thing I wanted to talk about before we move on to themes is just like I think prison and being like an ex-con is really like a big deal in this movie. Mm. And the thing that really, really hit me like there's a few there's a few lines in here that really hit me. When Scott first gets out of jail, mm. Lewis is like, "Jobs don't come easy to ex-cons. Mm. Like I can help you here, but like jobs mm. don't. Like I can help you continue a life of crime, mm. but like they don't come easy." And then later, Hank Pym says to Scott, "Every time something gets hard, you turn back to crime." Mm. Mm. And wow. you know. I was just like thinking about that. <laughs> and of course, Baskin Robbins always finds out. Like that's another <laughs> when he gets fired from Baskin <laughs> Robbins. And I was I was just thinking about it and I was like, wow, like if the whole point of prison mm. is that we reform people there, mm. is that the idea is we send people to prison because they did something bad and right. they're meant to be reformed, especially right. for something like what he did, mm-hmm. which is like, mm-hmm. what is that considered? Like a, a white collar crime, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which people yeah, don't probably, consider yeah. which people don't consider as bad. It's not violent. It's not a violent crime. Mm. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty naughty, but mm. <laughs> also they kind of deserved it. Yeah. So <laughs> But it's like if the whole point is to reform, then why do we not trust people when they when they come out of prison? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And and I think that I think that we we have to help people integrate back into society. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine and I, we went to our local prison to get some orientation to volunteer however we can. And I made a few observations that I felt just are so important for every single person to 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 pick up on and to mm-hmm. understand. The first thing is that the the ratio of people of color to white people was not proportionate to our community. Mm. Our community has very few people of color. Mm -hmm. But the number of people I saw in the prison, I was like, this makes no sense. It doesn't make sense Mm. when you look at our community. And, and, And so mass incarceration, 
I've always talked about it. I've always read mm-hmm. about it. I've always um, s- studied it, crazy stuff. But I have never really seen it. Mm. And being in the prison and seeing that with my yeah. own eyes was huge. That's yeah. the first thing. Uh, the second thing was there was this one corner, this one spot. So um, they had these corridors. They were the center, uh, kind of like central spot. And then there's they'd like all these sections going in different directions. And so one direction, there was like right right up front, there was a barbershop. Mm. And they were, you know, cutting um, people's hair. And they said, well, we, we, we train people to be barbers mm-hmm. because it's a skill yeah. um, that, you know, they get a license, a barber's license. Yeah. And they go out and they can, like, you know, go into business. And, you know, I just looked through the glass. It was a, a big glass. And there was this kid. Um, and I say kid because I'm 30. So probably like, <laughs> <laughs> like early 20s. And... The, he was getting a haircut and just looking at his face. I was like, this guy looks like a baby. This guy looks like a child, mm. you know? And I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't know what he did, but I, my heart just broke. The officer continues and he says, he says, yeah, like it's hard for people to integrate back into society. Mm. So these licenses help. They actually yeah. help out. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's great. Uh, because it's so hard. Community refuses to receive anyone who has yeah. some sort of criminal record even though the thing community's rejection pushes people back into yeah. the same crimes that you're rejecting them for yes. you know and so so it's it's really it's really such like to me i i feel like people with people are afraid people are afraid of getting robbed i believe that we don't only need to rehabilitate the prisoners i think our communities need to be trained need to be taught about how to handle you know those who have criminal records mm. we need to be taught like actually businesses need training there needs to be some sort of you know mandatory training for for businesses to say hey you have to you have to hire people despite their criminal record you know you have to hire people and yes responsibilities would differ and also you might have someone depending on what crime if someone has a violent crime Obviously, that's something to think about. Yeah. But you can't just say, like, just because someone has a criminal record, you just fire them, you know? And so that's that's just, I don't know. I just left really super pumped, like, to, like, you know, about the conversation and, and just going, like, hey, like, wow, we need to do better. We just mm-hmm. need to do better. So that movie, like, just watching Scott go through what he was going through, he was a good guy who wanted to, like, build a relationship with his daughter. Yeah. But he wasn't getting the chance to do that. He wasn't getting the chance, mm-hmm. and 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 even though he wanted to impress, he wanted to pay child support, and he ends up going like, okay, what's this? What's this job? And lucky enough, it happens to be Hank, yeah, who then helps him to you know to have a different life, yeah. And just like talking about the prison system on uh, the Daily Show, Trevor Noah interviewed this guy Chris Wilson, mm-hmm. and he actually was sentenced to life in prison um, at the age of eighteen. Wow. Uh, he did. He he shot someone. He killed someone in the he shot him mm. in the back, and he killed him. And he was sentenced to life in prison. Mm. And he was telling. He wrote a memoir. He was allowed out on parole at age thirty because he had changed so much. Mm. But he, in his memoir, he talks about like he was really lucky. He went to a prison that mm. had a really good therapy program that had mm. mandatory therapy, and he was like, I didn't even know I needed therapy, mm. but I needed it. Mm. And so he worked through, like, not only the issues of, like, 
why he killed that person, but mm. also like other issues, other mm. systemic issues that are in our society yeah. that just lead to the brokenness where it's like crime is the only option. Mm. So, yeah, I just I think that mm. if we're going to say that prison is a place that we rehabilitate people, like mm. we need to follow through with that. Mm-hmm. We need to follow through and it right. needs to actually be a place where we do mm. rehabilitate people, a mm. place of healing, mm-hmm. a place of growth, mm-hmm. a place of change. Right. Because if it's just used to like lock them lock up. Uh, lock someone up because mm. you don't want to deal with them, mm-hmm. like that's not right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not that is not mm-hmm. correct. Because most way. of us, if we're put in similar situations, we would make the same choices. Yeah, I was I was actually listening to this other really interesting podcast. There was someone on a TED talk, and he was he's a DA, mm-hmm. and he had a really inspiring professor who was like, if you're going to be a public defender Mm. and you only have like two minutes basically to prepare to defend some of these people who are too poor to, Mm -hmm. to afford a lawyer, Mm -hmm. like you need to treat them like people and not Mm -hmm. just like numbers. Mm -hmm. He told this one story, which is like his kind of success story that he likes Mm -hmm. to tell Mm -hmm. where he was, he was defending this kid who was 18 and he had stolen five laptops mm. and he sold, you know, he sold them. Mm. So the kid got caught and he was supposed to go, he, you know, they were charging him for like five years in prison. So when he actually spoke to the kid, he found out that he was just apply- trying to apply to college. Mm. Like his grit, he had worked really hard to keep his grades up. And because mm. he was working hard to keep his grades up, he mm. wasn't able to keep a part-time job. Mm. So because he couldn't keep a part-time job, he didn't have the money to pay the application fees. Wow. So he was stealing the mm. laptop so that he could go to college and he would be the first mm. person in his family to ever go to college. And mm. he like knew that was an amazing opportunity, mm. which made him desperate enough to steal those laptops. Mm. So instead, he was able, the DA was able to work out mm. with with the company that he stole from that mm. they were going to try to get the laptops back. They actually mm. got three of the laptops back. Wow. And he had to write like a letter saying that he was really sorry mm. about it and they accepted his apo- the company accepted his apology mm. and you know he was given this second chance he did have to work for the company to earn back the money yeah. that <laughs> for yeah. the other two laptops yeah but it's just like when you hear a story like that and you're like wow it's he wasn't just stealing these laptops to steal laptops he was mm. stealing it so that he could go to college to invest in his future mm. and actually this kid ended up finding the guy like 10, 10 years later or five years later, sorry, five years later. And he was like, thank you so much for representing me back then. Mm. I'm now a manager at this bank and I never would have gotten that if mm. I wasn't able to go to the college. Mm. And now I can like help support my mom. Mm. And wow. it's like, I just think that we need to wow. realize like, wow, prison makes and breaks lives. Mm-hmm. Like it really does. It is something that really affects people and we mm. can't just hand out these huge sentences mm-hmm. right and, and i think part of it is just like that, that sense of like forgiveness and understanding mm. you know because mm-hmm. people people just we are taught that like if you're bad go to prison yeah like, you know you know lock that person up you know and yeah. and and that's just what we're learning nowadays and even on the po- political spectrum you know you see that people have this concept and and you you hear that on from conservatives uh, liberals you hear both sides just going like lock that person up yeah. go to jail you're yeah. so evil yeah without realizing that we we are all broken we're all yeah. broken as people and 
prison should be a place where people find healing, not mm-hmm. get wounded even more. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that's something that I think we we need to rethink some of those things and and why we do why why do we why do we do what we do yeah you know and I, you know and i think the why is always such a huge huge thing you know and i think that pre- the prison system is something we really need to rethink and say why do we have a prison system what's the purpose um we have and you know honesty if you know with i'm touching a really sensitive thing here a lot of pr- prisons are private mm and they make money. Yeah. They make money. And so there's that element of a lot of these guys who go there, they work and they do do work for all these companies. And, you know, private businesses make money from it. Mm. And and so that's just something that like it's like, wow, that could be the barrier that one of the things that stops us from having the conversations that we need to have in order to make prisons better. Mm. You know, there was at the prison we went to yesterday, there was a mental health section mm-hmm. and and the guy who was walking us around he said guys we don't have, we don't have the facilities to make that work mm. this is not functioning the way that it should function but because a lot of mental health um you know mental health facilities have just been closed just getting shut down because within have, prisons mm, no not within prisons like actual mental health places for people where people who have mental health issues go mm-hmm. the actual places where they can get help have been shut and so so basically, if someone has mental health issues, they basically just get thrown in jail, just go to prison, mm. you know, uh, because and and the guy was like, yeah, we just have single cell blocks um, for them just for their safety. Well, wow. that's pretty much it. There's no he said that's the busiest section that we have because facilities, the actual facilities are closed. Wow. So so that was kind of like, whoa, like, that's huge, you know, and it speaks a lot to maybe where society is getting focused more we're getting so focused on punishment we're getting so focused on you know saying hey like on justice our version of just justice which yeah. is lock that person up yeah you know, shoot them whatever crazy stuff yeah and then saying wow people are broken let's help people yeah bring like bring some sort of healing to yeah. people so wow yeah that's intense. It's intense. All right. So, do you want to go into themes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, my theme really centers around Hank and Hope's relationship mm. because he let his regret of what happened to Janet mm. essentially ruin his relationship with his daughter. Mm. And I just think like sometimes we make choices in life mm. and we regret them. But that mm. doesn't have to basically ruin your future. Yeah. Like you don't you yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah. And there is that reconciliation moment at the mm. end where where hope realizes that in him like really digging into his work like he was trying to bring her back Mm. but he also like lied to her Mm -hmm. this whole time like he he didn't tell her what actually happened and she knew he was lying yeah and she knew he was lying and he just and and part of me is like i think he didn't want to embrace the truth i think he didn't he felt so guilty about it Mm -hmm. but in talking about it you realize like it's not really his fault like okay you gave her the suit 
but it was her choice mm. to go subatomic. Like mm. that was her choice to do yeah. that. Yeah. She did that on her own. Like you couldn't affect what someone does with what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it really got me thinking. Um, Shalom and I were talking about the Whitney Houston documentary mm. and I think it's her cousin first introduced her to yeah, I think it's one of cocaine, her right? Brothers. Yeah. Cocaine? Yeah. 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 So it's like a, a cousin or a brother like introduced her to like cocaine and he was like wow like i did that and like he feels guilty you could tell on his face that he thought really bad yeah and it's just like wow like just like recognizing also like the power of certain decisions that we have yeah and like what is dangerous and like Mm. what is in and not like a fully complete thought i feel like but like yeah that was kind of something that i pulled from it is like is not really letting learning learning from what mm-hmm. you regret yes and moving forward with it and it's like he he so much wanted hope's love he mm. wanted to earn her love back and he felt like the only mm. way to earn her love was to bring mm. her mom back but really like she just wanted him to be there for her yeah and i also think that he was yeah. trying to live that through with like he was almost trying to live like vicariously through Scott Mm -hmm. in helping Scott like Mm -hmm. be the person that his daughter thinks that Mm -hmm. he is at the same time like I think he was he's kind of mean to Scott in terms of like Scott was just this dispensable person that you could like he could use if he died so what you know that's true so there's that element of that way like okay this guy's really a jerk but I think he also (laughs) saw something in Scott I think at the same time I think he looked at Scott and he was like Scott is such just like a pure personality Mm. that I can trust him with this technology yeah like yes he's not hope so like Mm. he's not as like quote dispensable but at the same time it's like he waited years before he was like Mm -hmm. I need to find a protege and they need to be a certain way. Like he mm. could have, he could have picked Dr. Cross, he but he didn't. He yeah. didn't because he saw too much of himself in him. Mm. He saw the bad as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think sometimes like we, we regret so much of the mistakes that we, instead of facing up to them and, mm. and changing our, mm-hmm. our, the way we act and the way we are, we, we self-destruct. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, it's like no, like that's not the that's not the solution, man. And also, yeah. it wasn't really a mistake. It wasn't really something yeah. that like he did bad. And also, it's not even something that he he did that mm-hmm. was bad. It was just like Janet decided to go subatomic. Yeah, she made the choice. And so I think that maybe he regrets bringing her along and then yeah. doing stuff together. But um, but then him then deciding to shut everyone out hurt people. It really mm-hmm. hurt people because it's like it's like, dude, like you can't make you can't make choices like that because what happens is that you actually end up losing so much more than you thought you would. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes grief does that to us. Yeah. You know, where you're grieving and you're upset and, and then you're like, I wanna protect people, I wanna do this and you you put up walls and people are like Well, dude, like we're not gonna be there for you and then later on in your life you're making you're like you know, you've created this lifestyle that you are finding very difficult to leave. And I love the part where when they're at at um the PIM PIM place, you know. PIM and, Industries. And PIM Industries and they almost give him more opportunities to kind of like be like, What's going on? You know, like kind of like to connect, but he's still like shutting them out. Mm-hmm. And so 
he could have he who knows if he had opened up to to cross and said hey man like this is what happened i yes i do have a suit hey man like you know and and learn from like it, like even the stupid things i mean i'm like i'm like dude if you if you're seeing bad things in the other person that you have then help that person not to have the bad things yeah. that, that you the mistakes you made yeah help that person help them learn not from to it. become the same version you know yeah. like help that person step out of that why why should you then like run away from that person out of fear yeah so there's so many like there's so many layers to hank pym's thought process that mm. were completely off but i think that the underlying feeling is grief and mm-hmm. I think the grief mm-hmm. just completely made him kind of like not as, you know, not as great in terms of processing and making good choices. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I think also he does have that like scientist tendency. I think a lot of people who are very brilliant, like mm. other people don't get them mm. that much. So it's like, yeah, I think Janet just really got him and losing her. Mm. It's almost like losing your, like, connection to the real world. True. And so, like, True. he, I feel like she grounded him. And because mm-hmm. she grounded him and he lost that, mm-hmm. like, now he, like, couldn't function yeah. without her. Yeah. So my theme re- touches on that as well, like, in terms of mentorship mm. and talking about, about you know, how do you mentor people um, and help them to be better than you are, mm-hmm. you know. And and also, like I think, mentorship is a commitment. You're you're committing to give someone a step up. Your your mentorship. I would describe mentorship as you're you're laying down your like the bricks of your life so that the person can step on those bricks mm-hmm. and actually go higher. Like steps. you know, like steps, like little steps. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and I think that Hank saw this this guy who is a brilliant scientist yeah. he figured it out I yeah. mean he figured it out the guy who is a brilliant scientist as well instead of like instead of letting this guy go adrift and say oh I'm letting you go uh, I'm not gonna you know I'm shutting you out right bring him in and if this guy's then teach him the morals that maybe you didn't have yeah teach him the stuff yeah press on that person and say hey like let's make right choices let's not sell to to evil yeah. corporations yeah but let's be let's 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 make this and let's use this for good yo man you want to make a suit i've got a suit let's go out and fight crime together and do the right thing together let me let me teach you how to rethink life and 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 make better choices mm. and i think you know, we're talking about rehabilitation. Like, that would have been the perfect yeah. opportunity to say, wow, I see some bad things in you. Let me help you. But instead, he's saying, I see some bad things in you. I'm going to ditch you. I'm yeah. going to shut you out. Yeah. And and I think that that's where, like, that's kind of like such a, it's a human thing. Like, where we we become afraid. Our own fear overcomes our own heart for mentorship and growing people and helping people to be better. And so my question for myself is like, who are the people that are around me that even younger people that I see stuff in them and then I shut them out instead of saying, yo dude, come alongside me. Let's work Mm. together. Let's do stuff together. Let's, let's move together. Um, You know, who are those people? And, and once I identify who those people are, what am I willing to do to help them rethink life, help them be better people than I am, you know? And, and I think that's something that's so important uh, for anyone to think, no matter what age you are, you, you always see people who are, who have less experience, who have, were younger uh, mostly, and, and you see things in them that you 
are well equipped to help with um but instead of fearing them being scared i think that we need to change the way we actually approach them and say hey come on in let let me help you out Mm -hmm. i also think like as weird as it sounds like i think there's almost like this narcissistic kind of part of us Mm -hmm. a lot of times so it's Mm -hmm. like if you see someone who like reminds you of you you almost like you almost want to like preserve yourself so like you're the best at it like Mm -hmm. whatever that is like you almost want to be the Mm -hmm. best and it's like it's like well i had to learn this on my own like i don't want to share my tips on whatever Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. like make that person better because like they didn't earn it i earned it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like i almost feel like there's that like narcissistic side to like us and I, i can't think of like a good like world example right now Mm. for myself i like giving like tangible examples but mm. yeah just like the idea of i know i've had moments where it's like i've worked really hard on something mm. and i mean i guess podcasting is a good example mm-hmm. so it's like you know we have some other friends who are like making podcasts and sometimes mm. i want to be like i could really help them with like their audio quality but mm. like i kind of like that we have good audio quality Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to help them because yeah. we had to we had to figure it out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but that's not the way you should be. Like, you should help others and want others to excel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you, in in a sense, you're you're actually doing more. Yeah. By doing, it. you're extending yeah. yourself. Yeah, you're extending yourself. That. Yeah. Yeah, so. I agree. Awesome. So good. Like, I I think it's great, and I think even on a society level, society can extend itself. By welcoming people that are broken mm. and helping them be better. But society wants to shut people out. And then those people steal from society. And then you send them back to jail. And then they come <laughs> back and they steal from you again. We're back to jail. And so it's like, <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, like, I, I'm just so hyped about that. And so I'm probably going to be talking about it for a week. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, before we end, I actually learned a really nerdy ant-man fact that i wanted to share uh-huh. i thought it was really cool <laughs> yeah so did you ever wonder like how those little like vials like make him shrink hmm. so they're like liquid and you can drink it or it can be ingested as gas so like that's part of the reason why he wears the helmet oh. is because it like pumps air in there and he breathes it in and he shrinks Cool. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I thought that was really neat. That's crazy. I mean, and he also wears the helmet because they tell you, like, you'll go crazy if you don't wear your helmet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so also that. Wow. <laughs> also, you might go nuts. <laughs> also, you're going to go crazy. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Also, we have a fan theory for Endgame. <laughs> so excited. So there are actually two fan theories uh, when it comes to Ant-Man. The first one is Ant-Man is is the one who's gonna bring back Gomorrah. Mm, so he's mm-hmm, gonna he's mm-hmm. gonna bring it back and then they'll kick butt whatever because he can right? like go through like space and space time. and time and so forth and then there's the other theory that says that he's the one who's gonna help the avengers go back in time and so that one scene with with uh in the in the trailer where at the end of the trailer he's like at the at the at gate, the gate yeah. at the gate it's like yo what's up ant-man yo you know and so the fan theory is that he's the one who has the technology that's going to allow the Avengers to go back in time and fix things. Wow. So, we'll see what happens. We it's will supposed see to be a happens. really long movie. It's going to be like three hours long. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be, be a real. very long movie. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I'm going to bring a drink into this movie. Don't bring a drink. Because then I'll Do have you know? to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like those surgery like it's almost like when you go to surgery before you enter the surgery do not have a drink two hours before do not eat something heavy two hours before otherwise you're gonna want to go and do a number two (laughs) just be careful like not to do anything stupid before you go into this movie because you're gonna need three hours of focus and attention (laughs) end game is basically surgery it's basically surgery because they're just gonna (laughs) basically the same thing (laughs) oh you're killing me that's so funny (laughs) i'm dying i'm dying speaking of end game Mm-hmm. We are giving you guys one week to watch it. One week. One and, and Captain week. Marvel. No, Captain-, Captain Marvel, you have a little bit more time. Captain Marvel, you'll have like a month. A month? Yeah, because of where it falls in our schedule. Mm. Mm. Since we're going in order. So we're going to do Captain Marvel on April 25th. So yeah. you'll have about a month. Mm-hmm. You'll have about a month to watch that one. Right. But Endgame, you have a week. One and then week. we will spoil it. And we'll let you know at the and beginning of the episode. And we're going to spoil it so bad. Yeah, we're going to spoil the heck out of it. So, so bad. I'm going to be taking notes. You're going to take notes? No, don't do that. Cause it's going to be annoying. Yeah. I, yeah. It'll be annoying. I'll be like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be freaking out. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 I don't think I've been this excited to watch a movie ever. I think the last time... I was looking forward to a movie this Black much Panther. is um, Black Panther was great, but it was Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Wow. That That's the last time I've been that's this excited. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be honest, I that was amazing. That, that whole thing was yeah, amazing. Was I was really just good. like, flip, what's going to happen? But with this one, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm so emotionally invested in this movie. I, yeah. I'm even more invested because we've been spending the past couple months just like going through all of them again. Yeah. So I'm like that's really true. invested. And now. I feel like this year we just we like we also have Game of Thrones. Yeah. Which is also gonna like and we're so invested in that too. And we're like, ah, this is gonna be so hard. It's a hard year. So much stress. It's a year. The year. <laughs> it's a year. Yeah. All right, so we're going to round things up. So, guys, after this episode, we only have nine episodes left of Countdown to Infinity. Nine episodes. Isn't that, like, crazy? crazy. It's funny to say, like, there's only nine episodes left Mm -hmm. because that's how long this series has been. (laughs) It's so long. (laughs) So... Don't forget, after we do that, we are going to be going into Hawkins Talkins. Hawkins Talkins. And we'll be going through uh, Stranger Things because yeah. Stranger Things 3 is coming out on July 4th. Mm-hmm. So we're actually, we have it lined up perfectly. So we'll go through seasons 1 and 2 mm-hmm. and we'll finish season 2 on July 4th and then we're going to binge the heck out of it. The heck. We're gonna wa- That's what we're doing with our 4th of July. I don't mm-hmm. know about you. You'll probably be barbecuing. Guess what we're doing? Yeah, we're gonna, we're probably gonna eat something. You know, we have some. We'll barbecue and watch things and watch it. Yeah, because I love barbecue. I'll skip the barbecue and just binge it. You will just eat the barbecue. I'll just eat it. Yeah, <laughs> Zimi and here. I will make the barbecue. Yeah, Zimi will be helping. Our dog will be helping. Yeah, <laughs> she's very good at helping us she's cook a helper. food. She's a good helper. She's really good at tripping us in the kitchen. <laughs> Anybody else have that problem with their dog? <laughs> She's so quiet. She is quiet. Uh, so yeah, just looking forward to this year. I'm I'm definitely really excited. So we've got Marvel, and then we're doing Stranger Things, 
and then we're gonna have 10 weeks we're still kind of deciding what we want to do there yeah we might do so like excited. we might do some of our favorites we might do yeah. we're kind of considering a remake one where we talk about wow. like different remakes mm -hmm. of movies like mm -hmm. reboots Mm -hmm. So we might do that. We're still deciding what we're going to do at that time. And we might also do movies that we've missed. Like we haven't done Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. We haven't done Aquaman. There's like mm. some movies that have come out that we haven't done yeah. podcasts for. And yeah. we might fill in that space with that. And I think also like if you have like have suggestions yeah. of what you want us to do during that 10 week period. Let that'd us know. That'd be so cool. That'd be awesome. And, and maybe, maybe we could have... You could send us audios, like off, like if you have a movie that you love, you can send us an audio that we can feature on the podcast. Yeah, we would love to do that. And then after that ten week period, we are going into Star Wars. Star Wars. They have <laughs> they have announced when Episode Nine is coming out, December twentieth. Best Christmas ever. Best Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> Best Christmas ever. Best We're not Christmas decorating ever. with Christmas stuff. We're oh. decorating with Darth Vader stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, has anybody seen how Hallmark has the has all the Star Wars decorations? Oh my but they're gosh. so expensive. Yeah. I really want the tree yeah. skirt. It's like it has like lightsabers and it lights yeah. up, but it's like ninety dollars, yeah. and I'm like, I just can't justify buying a ninety dollar tree skirt. They should mess one up and send it to Marshalls, and then maybe yeah, like, we'll get it at Marshalls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, stalk, we'll stalk Marshalls and just get <laughs> hoping that they'll put it there. Only one happens. <laughs> so yeah, so we will be diving into Star Wars, yeah. which I'm pretty pumped about. Me too. We'll be doing that from October 17th until December. So we'll give you a week to see episode nine also. Yeah. So you'll have until yeah. the 26th. Yeah. So we basically have the whole year planned out yeah. and we're really excited. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for joining us on this nerdy journey. We'll see you next Thursday. Game over.